Lake State's usually really full, so that should sound quiet. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly why it'll be very Rob, funny. Rob's <laughs> laying on the sarcasm pretty thick there. Tech Hockey Guide presents the Chasing McNaughton Podcast, covering the Michigan Tech Huskies and the CCHA with your host, Tim Brown, Rob Gilreath, Dustin Lindstrom, and Matt Cavender. Welcome to episode 34 of season 5 of the Chasing McNaughton Podcast, presented by Tech Hockey Guide and recorded from the state of hockey. I'm Tim Brown, your host, and I'm joined this week by Dustin Lindstrom. Hey, everyone. Rob Gilreath. Hey, guys. And Matt Cavender. You already know who it is. Uh, This week, in honor of Bell Let's Talk Day, we're going to talk about mental health, and we're going to get into results versus Bemidji State, talk about CCHA weekend that was, and preview the Lake Superior State series. Anything else, guys? Uh, I think that about covers what we need to get through. Sounds good to me. All right. We do have a special guest this week. I thought only tradition from his normal podcast reporting is eligible that I wait as long as possible to introduce him. Take it away, Matt. Well, that works. Uh, my name is Matt, but you can call me Matub, Acme Packing Company, Meme Weaver, and General Twitter Rabble Rouser. <laughs> Thanks for joining us, Matt. That, that sounds or like Matub. you've done that before. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, you should have heard you should have heard how fast I did it when Tim was on my, my show. <laughs> yeah. It was like a half a second. It felt like uh, crazy quick that week for whatever reason. Yeah, I went into auctioneer mode. <laughs> All right, since I've already given down the breakdown, let's do the thank you notes plus a brief note from our sponsors, and we'll be right back to chat with Matum. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We fund everything a tech hockey guide from listeners like you. You can show your support by becoming a patron at patreon.com slash tech hockey guide. Whether you're interested in question priority, access to patron only Zoom chats with coaches and players, instat deep dives, extended versions of the podcast, unedited video or audio, early access or commercial free listening, there's a level for you. We also now have 15% discounts off annual memberships with tiers ranging from $2 to $50 per month. Again, sign up at patreon.com slash techhockeyguide. Do you work in manufacturing, product design, or product development? Is your business trying to improve efficiency while also producing at scale? Livonia Technical Services can help. They provide world-class quality improvement training and consulting for failure modes and effect analysis, product development, and cost reduction. All things that could help Northern Michigan assemble a competent defense. If you think your business could use a prevention mindset and reduce manufacturing costs, a partnership with Livonia Technical Services might be right for you. Check them out at livoniatech.net. That's L-I-V-O-N-I-A tech.net. One of the things that always comes up that I watch every time, but it's horrible video, is more points 99. Do you know what that is, guys? No. Nope. In the the last regular season game of the 1999 season, the Green Bay Packers and whoever the hell the Saints were playing, I forget. It was 
if the Cowboys lost in the later game, whoever had more total points in the regular season between the Packers and whoever the Saints were playing, I forget who, would make the playoffs on tiebreakers. But the Cowboys had to lose the late game, so ultimately the Cowboys won, so it didn't matter. But literally the entire fourth quarter of both those games, the Packers and whoever the other team was were just throwing haymakers, even though they're crushing the other team, because it was like point differential was the next tiebreaker. So if you go to YouTube and look up more points 99, there's like a whole YouTube video of Chris Berman going back and forth in real time of what the scores were in the two games and who was ahead in points differential for that season. And it's too bad that the Cowboys won. So it didn't matter because, you know, other than Packer fans, I don't think anybody really remembers that happening, but it was like the craziest afternoon ever trying to watch the Packers and see if they were going to score enough points and not give up enough points. And like at one point, Dick was the coach of the saints. And even though he's getting crushed, he tries to go for two to affect the total points thing and make the team he's playing more likely to lose and fails to get the two point conversion and makes it harder for the Packers to win the total points or the uh, point differential. I'm guessing my team already had the division locked up at that point. Yeah. <laughs> Only the choke in the playoffs. Isn't that, was that <laughs> That's like... the whole reason why the third, the very last game of group play in the world cup, the whole group plays at the same time because yeah. the goal differential thing, they had one year where, two teams literally just didn't play at all for 45 minutes because they were both in yeah, already. Wasn't it Germany and Austria? It's Germany and, they, and they knocked out an African nation, I believe. Yeah, like it's Germany and somebody. I don't remember who exactly it is, but yeah, it's it's one of those, this is why we play at the same time now. Oh, that actually isn't the any of the famous. I wouldn't consider that loss to the Cardinal or the Rams to be like a famous loss, would you, Dustin? Which one? Well, 1999 was the, so in January 2000, the Vikings lost to the Rams. Oh, 49, yeah, that 37. One. I don't think that's like a famous loss. Like, no, it wasn't because that was just a that was a British show on turf. Yeah, but, but they and, ran and into it, the greatest show on turf, and it wasn't like forty one donut or no forty one donut was like two years later, and then missed field goal was like two years before. What, what was the kneel down <laughs> at half one? That was the one that was in ninety eight. That was the same one that that's the Gary field Anderson goal, right? The field yeah. goal, yeah. yeah, yeah. They all yeah. kind of blend together after a while. <laughs> Yeah. All right. So now that we're an hour and a half in, we can actually get to the hockey talk. I mean, yeah, which is kind of funny because now <laughs> that we had, now we have, now that we have good hockey to talk about. Yeah, we do. Yeah. So so let's start off. So we played Bemidji State this weekend. Dustin, did you do the research I asked for? I we did. Recording? So yeah, one I of did. the things that's been interesting is the last two weeks, uh, the goaltender of the week has been whoever Michigan Tech played. So how many times have we been well, that person this year? How about you guys guess? So we know the last two weeks for sure. How many total weeks did Tech play the goaltender of the week? We're going to go with recency bias and it's only been twice. I'm going to go with am, four times. I'm going to be, I'm going to go nuclear and say six. It's twice. Rob is right. It? Yeah. It's twice. It's just it's only the last two weeks. Yeah, it's just recency <laughs> bias. It feels like it though. <laughs> yeah, see, I felt that way too, but I was like, you know what? No one's gone the other extreme. Let's just do it for fun. Well, I, when just I, twice. I I should have guessed twice because when I looked at the list quickly, I did not see another goalie that seemed to fit when we played them. But oh well. And to be fair, I don't know how many times the goalie we played did really well, but not as good as uh, uh, the St. Thomas goalie of the week because he's won. They both won 
Uh, well, I guess they've won three times total, but I mean, and there's two times that Blake won it, so those are out of the yeah off right from the beginning. So mm-hmm. that's true. And some of our worst performances, scoring wise, were also not against CCHA opponents. So there's that too. Um, but anyway, like overall for the weekend, um, I think the the biggest takeaway for me was that Michigan Tech didn't quit this weekend at all. Uh, oh, you know, we have Friday a power night play that's looking decent too. It didn't yeah, score, it, but holy crap! Yeah, it, there were some times where the way they were moving that puck on the power play looked awesome, and I don't know what it was, and maybe it was just the fact that I was talking to Simon more. I was looking more at like because the way Simon watches the game is like so analytical, Who? and I kind of like uh, Nathan, okay. Nathan Simon on our the guy, okay. the, yeah, our guy. Yeah. But anyway, um, so like talking to him, I was thinking more about like each individual player, the way they're moving, where they should be on the ice. And it looked more solid, especially in that Friday game. And Saturday was not bad at all either. I didn't think this. It feels a lot less umbrella than it has been in the past. There's actual movement and. uh... Yeah, it feels like it's it's I'm not going to tell you that like we're like top of the nation kind of like creative, but it seems like there's at least the seeds of creativity and what was like going on in some of those possessions. And I thought that was kind of fun to see, you know? Yeah. It was very nice. I'm a big fan of the way it's starting to look and to yeah, your point, and... Tim, not giving up. I mean, last minute goals are for less, you know, a couple second goals are yeah. fun. Yeah. Well, and even Friday night, they fall behind yep. and it, and they never gave up. They grind back and get, uh, two goals and and end up win, hanging on to win the game and it wasn't it also didn't feel like it was it was a close game but it didn't also feel like it was like hanging on by the skin of your teeth kind of game either right yeah i feel that way as well and i would even go so far as to say i feel as though tech was the better team on saturday and i think you know shots on goal is definitely gonna agree with me there I hope that Augie has an article in him this week because I think that's another fun one to kind of look at. But I think that not only did they not give up, I thought they controlled play for most of that evening. And you know me, I like a good goaltender pull goal. So I was going nuts for that. And um, even though I know we were all kind of hoping for the sweep, I'm glad that it was, you know, points-wise better than a split, even though, like, conference-wise it is still, like, considered a split. I was... I was happy with forcing OT, and uh, Rob, you can put me on blast for this. I was cool with the NCAA tie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, it's a reasonable not, thing. Yeah, it it sucks. It sucks to make the comeback as they did, and not be able to get the OT winner or win the shootout to actually win both games from a like a points. Like, yeah. it sucks that the effort to get that goal with four sinkets left only got them one of the three points is what, what I, the and then the best thing that was brought up on the, on the post game and maybe on the Joe show today was like, the, the best thing about that goal is it guarantees that Michigan Tech would win a head to head tiebreaker with Bemidji State in the standings at the end, because we yeah, have and I think two wins, is... one tie and one loss. And with the way, you know, we talk about the standings every week and the way they're shaping up, I feel like that's going to be a goal we're very happy to have. It, it could ver- it could also turn out that we're also very upset that we didn't win the overtime or the shootout, but equally as possible that we're happy we got that one goal and owned the tiebreaker. Well, I think, I think the most frustrating thing overall is the fact that based on shots on goal and controlling games, Michigan Tech really should be 4-0 against Bemidji and they're 2-1-1. Well, Shoal played 
redonkulously well on Saturday. Oh my night. goodness, yeah, I was so worried we were going to get goalied because Scholl was yeah. he was putting on an absolute clinic. I cannot say enough about how well he played and. Even when the team in front of them didn't really seem like they were stepping up that much, they were giving them just enough help where the game was competitive. And to be fair, from a from a, a goaltender perspective, the two goalies that have won uh, goalie goaltender of the week against Michigan Tech are uh, like Scholl was probably considered the second best goalie going into the season, I would say, in the CCHA behind Blake. And both the St. Thomas goalies have had very good seasons overall, so it's it's not like it's not like we're making a scrub look amazing over the last two weeks. It's just been frustrating that we haven't gotten more offense out of the the the, the shots yeah. and the and the quality scoring chances we've created. But the yeah. other nice thing I see is we won the shots both nights. We won the faceoffs both nights. Um, we did end up getting a power play goal. The technically the 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 game tying goal at the end there was a power play goal with the extra attacker. Um, it's frustrating that the power play hasn't produced more, and I will say it's also frustrating that the the the, the penalty kill has not looked great. Right? Like, yeah, I'm there with you, and. I hate to kind of like stray to like an NHL conversation for a second, but at the Wings game yesterday, they played against uh, um, Tampa Bay and Vasilevsky is, you know, the class of goaltenders in the league. And I would tell you that yeah, pretty much minute for minute, uh, the Red Wings outplayed them the entire game, but it only ended up being a 2-1 win despite the fact that they ended up putting like 40 shots on Vasilevsky. He was just, he stood on his head and he stood really tall that game and even in a loss. And sometimes you feel like even if your team should have gotten more sometimes, I don't, I don't think necessarily tech got goalied and that's why they, that happened. But I think that's a key part of it as well. You got to tip your hat to Shoal for having an incredible game. Yeah. It's, it's just frustrating to see Michigan tech put up 30 and 48 shots back to back nights. Oh I'd yeah. Trust me. I was the, having the the scoring chances actually created or like uh like Augie's expected goals this week to really see like how many we quote unquote should have had um because it's not like they're not creating scoring chances they're just not finishing and I don't know what it is you know sometimes that just happens and sometimes yeah like you know like that one game I forget who it was against now um but early on we had that one game where we're going into that game. It felt like we were snake bit. And then we get that lucky break where Gordon scores that one from like below the, the goal line. Right. And it's just like, that just opened the floodgates of them feeling like tonight there was, was their night and they scored like five or six, if I remember correct. And it was just weird how, like, as soon as they get a couple bounces to go their way, it feels like that, like they, they get that monkey off their back and they can just pile on. But when they have to grind it out, like they have, uh, the last couple of weeks, I think it just really grinds on them in some ways. Um, but it's really nice to see the effort and everything. Um, there was another direction I wanted to go with this, but I can't think of it now. Oh, it, it was also really interesting to see how much uh, Joe threw the lines in a blender this weekend. Yeah, they were very different. <laughs> I mean, I think I, I'd have to confirm, but it sounded like according to somebody on discord because i i thought this was the first time all year that logan pedela and kyle kukunen were on separate lines um but he whoever it was thought that the first game against duluth that they were not and since then they had been together until saturday night which 
I thought that was interesting to see him see Joe finally uh, break them up. And, and I think overall Saturday night was good because it felt like, I think some of it felt like it was distributing players a little more evenly between those top three lines and getting, and I think it, it worked well. It's just a matter of finding a way to finish the opportunities they created. But like, if those top three lines can start clicking, there's no reason this team shouldn't go on a run here. Yeah, I, they just need to open up the scoring and get a few people chugging, and they'll be fine. And we still have games in hand and on the standings, and it looks worse than it is because of the uneven games played. Yeah, yeah, I think especially this week at Lake State, I think that... Uh, Lake State's played three more games than we have. <laughs> yeah, and we can't. We, we certainly can't look past this weekend, but I think it's an opportunity ripe to uh, try to make up some ground. I think that that's a, those are a couple of games that uh, oh, Tech you... should win, but how many times have I said that this season? Um, right. Well, I and, just, and correct me if I'm wrong, but isn't Minnesota State actually winning the points per game race right now? Which uh, who who would have predicted that they are yeah fourteen to seventeen games into the conference seasons, yep. So I just just goes to show you that uh, you can't completely gut a program in one year. You gotta give it a few. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think it also shows just how <laughs> like I mean they might be first in the conference, but they are certainly not what they were. No, yeah, they're um, definitely a shell of their former self. Can you imagine if it was the same Hastings team this year? They'd be going to the woodshed with everybody even worse than normal. Yeah. It would no. be real bad. I think so. <laughs> I think you're right, Matt or Rob. That if the if this was if Hastings it's, had stayed, I think this, that team would be like fourth in the pairwise with like three losses all year. Yeah, yeah. I think we're definitely not having the one bid league conversation there because uh, Minnesota State's up top. Well, I think I think we'd be having that conversation. <laughs> no, no. Someone's still, upsetting yeah, him. Someone's run. upsetting him for that second no. one. Yeah. Who? <laughs> Who? <laughs> I don't know. It was. Uh, it was a really good series. Like I actually laughed because um, I could not watch the game because I was on Saturday night because I took my daughter to a softball camp that was located inside a gym that was in the basement of the middle of a high school. Uh, and their <laughs> no Wi-Fi, guess, no guest wireless. That was there good was guest Wi-Fi, but it wouldn't let me watch video. Thankfully, Pastynet did work, so I could listen. Sure, sure. Uh, but I couldn't. Like it wouldn't let me send tweets or send discord messages i could read discord but it wouldn't let me send anything i assume this was like the like the school policy of like you can't send text messages over our wi-fi kind of thing i don't know but nothing outgoing seemed to work but i was allowed to listen to past the at least so i laugh because as we are leaving literally as i open the door to go outside to get to our car is when tech tied the game with four seconds left <laughs> sure and i remember like like yelling and my daughter's all like what what's going on dad because i don't even think she knew what i was listening to she probably just assumed <laughs> i was listening to some podcast not sure husky. sure i was like the huskies just tied it with four seconds left it's pretty cool so and then it's always nice to be able to go back and um and see the tweets where tech posted the videos it's it's really nice to have i'm sure that's how you kind of see things dustin right is just watch the highlight package after you've listened if you can listen yeah so yeah that's what I do. do. I it. watch. I watch all the highlights of the important stuff. Like, yeah, they they post everything on Twitter, and, and they do a good. pretty good job of giving you more than just goals, right? They they give you scoring chance, the big scoring chances of the game, and, and yeah, there's usually things. like an overall summary that covers that. Yeah, it's not too bad. I will say this: uh, 
it was honestly kind of fun Friday night that all the games started roughly the same time and getting to and kind of caring about all of them because Michigan Tech had won and they were the first game done. And then all the other games had the team that was below Michigan Tech in the standings winning. So I kind of cared to see the end of all the games. So it was kind of a fun little whip around for like a half hour there watching the last two minutes of the, uh, I forget which game ended first. Um, Bowling Green, I think, ended first. And then um, the St. Thomas game was next. And then the Ferris game, I think, was last or whatever it was. But it was kind of fun having like two minutes left, four minutes left, and ten minutes left of the three other games to kind of get to watch the end of all three of them. Yeah, it almost kind of felt like the last couple weeks of March Mad or the first couple weeks of March Madness yeah, where, where every there's kickoff so many first tip off is like four minutes apart just to create some drama and whip around. Yeah, and you know, and towards the end of those games, you like every time a game ends, there's another one that's in those last two minutes. It's kind of yeah. fun. But yeah. um I also kind of want to talk for a second about the fact that Ferris and Lake State did a home and home this weekend. <laughs> yeah. With on, fr- on Friday, Saturday, no Thursday, Saturday or anything yeah. like that. <laughs> they, yeah. did a fr- they did a Friday, Saturday home and home between the Sioux and big rapids. That is like a five hour drive. Yeah. I, especially in a bus, right? That's not a, yeah. In a bus in the winter in January, I am just not quite understanding the logic of why they did that, why that made sense for either institution, but I don't know, maybe it's to hopefully gather some interest to get the fan bases to travel one way or the other, but and make it try to form it into some kind of rivalry. Maybe that's the angle, but it might also just be to have like have another weekend where both teams have a home game where there's only one game, which I think is easier to get a draw. It's under it's under four hours. It's only three three forty five. I understand by that car, it's not bus. Yeah, in in Midwest road trip terms, that doesn't seem so bad. Well, you know, Midwest road trip terms in the winter, going down 45 in a bus is rolling faster than the cars are half the time. That's fair. You do get more traction on the road (laughs) because of all the weight you got. But and bus drivers don't give a fuck. Yeah, (laughs) that's true. Once one time I was I can see up here. (laughs) I was in a personal. I was in a personal car coming back from Icebreaker in Duluth, and we almost smoked a deer and. uh, Husky one had to go around us because we stopped too hard for the deer. But that's still, I mean, four hours is still a lot for a home and home. I think. What's the longest home and home you can think of besides this one? I'm pretty sure that Bemidji and Mankato have done a home and home before. I think that's true. That seems real excessive. <laughs> yeah, especially that's when worse. that's not like, <laughs> like none of that's nice highway, right? Like, I, I guess I, like. I can't say for sure that it was back-to-back nights. I mean, it could have been like Thursday for Saturday or something. Sure. Yeah, that's 440, it says. But yeah, that's like basically the only time you're on like four-lane road is from Little Falls to St. Cloud. And the rest of it's all two, I think. Because I don't think that road from St. Cloud to Hutchinson is four lanes, right? Really? they It's faster to go down through Hutchinson than it is to just take the highway through the cities? That's what it yeah, says. I'm not sure that that's actually what they do because it does say it's not much long. Uh, it says it's two minutes longer, but uh, like 30, 25 miles longer. So maybe it would make sense to be on better roads to go St. Cloud to 494 down 169. But I don't know. Yeah, that one's pretty long. I mean, uh, North Dakota and Bemidji have that's like a little over two hours. 
I know. Yeah, that's not that's horrible. Not, that's like, not bad at all. Duluth and St. Cloud have, right? D- Duluth and Bemidji, Duluth and Bemidji have. have too. Yeah, well, that's probably like that's, the same two hours, right? Yeah, that's like that's two hours. Bad. Something like that. I was about to say, um, it's probably between uh, Mankato, Bemidji, and Ferris Lake State. Okay, Duluth and Bemidji is 245. Because you got to remember, like, if you're coming from the west side of Michigan, you take like 131 up until it's just two lane roads. And then it's just two lane roads for like an hour and a half before you get back onto 75. And then it's just, it's not a very pleasant drive. Did Mankato and Omaha do one? Um, I don't know. Possibly. It always amazes me that Omaha was only in the WCHA for like three years or two years before it changed. It feels like more (laughs) on a random side sidebar there about Omaha. (laughs) Mankato and Omaha is probably about the same, but that's probably like three and a half hours. Could be, yeah. Let's see. I don't know. I've never driven that. Well, good for you because Nebraska should not be traversed. It's four and a half hours. I have I have driven across Nebraska before, but you don't go through Mankato to do it. Yeah. <laughs> and I think I have done that drive before. All right. To, well, or close to it due to train derailments. Is there anything else that we want to talk about in regards to this weekend's games? Was there anything that like, kind of stood out to you guys that you want to talk about? All right. Then uh, do we want to like uh, look ahead to this series? What are we expecting to see? Well, Maybe anything else you want to like... talk about this weekend with the other games? It was nice that the the oh, friday games too. went in our favor no um saturday i think the only thing that went in our favor was ferris getting the the ot winner um which honestly i think that we should talk about this a little bit like the fact that fair state played a home and home with lake state and took five points is something like i i don't like lake state has kind of been overperforming but fair state has been the clear eighth team in the conference all year and here they go and get a and get five points against Lake State in a home and home series. Like that was pretty impressive. And and like Friday night, it wasn't. It didn't appear to be a fluke. I guess I didn't look at the actual stats of the game, but like it wasn't like they're. Um, I don't know. Well, I think the other like big story is Kukinen's hurt. I don't. Know, will he be back this weekend or not? I don't know. You know if he's on campus and crutches. Well, he or, was at least he was walking. He, he had crutches, like, he but, had yeah, crutches but he was walking in a walking a boot. boot with the crutches. So it's yeah. more like I assume the crutches right, are more about. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah. Southside Jimmy in the Discord reached out to me that said he was sitting next to Kook's dad at the game, and uh, apparently Joe said that is not a torn ACL or MCL. So at least it's that, and it apparently it appears to only be a sprain or strain. So. This is one of our community members telling us this. I believe him, but also assign that the correct amount of credibility is a <laughs> Discord direct message. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'd be interested to see if, if he's back for this weekend or not. Um, I thought, uh, you know, Bronte getting a goal was a good storyline out of this weekend. Even though it uh, barely squeaked its way through, it still got in there. <laughs> <laughs> it was one of those where the goalie just closes his legs, you know, on as he's floating backwards in the crease it doesn't get through but it, it barely got through there yeah but i thought it was good to see him get a goal he's always one of the guys that's that's uh high up on the hustle list you know so chase Pietro played 27 minutes on friday and 20 and and matt campbell played almost 26 so so it seems pretty clear that they're the the number one pair there with Jed at 19, Trevor Russell at 17, uh, Vaharadio at 13, and Lachlan Getz at 13. So 
that's interesting that uh leaning so heavily on those two guys not that i'm surprised like i, I think they are clearly the two best defensemen this year um yeah i think so it's it's become pretty obvious and i don't think what was chase's penalty minutes this weekend uh like penalties taken or yeah i don't know like that's not in the table from from no, instead let me look and see here because i felt like he wasn't in the box much this weekend which is a welcome development <laughs> yeah and then well i guess we played overtime so in with overtime chase pietola was 18 seconds short of playing half the game <laughs> that's crazy to me yep yeah no uh no nope. penalties for him this weekend, which is a good, you know, a, a nice change of pace. Yeah. Because that's yeah. one of the things I think he's, that's one of the biggest spots he's got to develop as a player is. Is not is getting not caught taking, in a position to take a penalty and then not or take, take it. His aren't always, his aren't always a good defensive penalty either. There, there are good yeah. defensive penalties mm-hmm. that you can certainly, uh, you know, give someone props for taking, right? But there are, most of his, I don't feel like have been that way. He takes a lot of uh, easily eliminatable ones, if you ask me. So it's crazy to me that the so the fourth line on Friday, Rasmussen got seven minutes, Peterson five, Bronte four, Nordstrom four. Like that seems too low to me. Like I guess yeah, we've definitely they're... been rolling a little more top heavy than we have in previous years. I think. I think it's a little easier because the well, but even then, it doesn't feel like. Um, I don't know. You've got we had six forwards on Saturday that had at least nineteen minutes. Um yeah, I don't know. I get that they're never going to be like even, but it seems a little wrong to have some of those guys, you know, getting four minutes all game. But I don't know. It worked. We did okay, right? <clears throat> did you guys enjoy the AI talking points from the Joe show today? I read them. <laughs> I, I enjoy how it repeats itself because you know the sh- the show circles a bit too at times, right? Yeah, so. assistant coach Jordy Murray, like that stuff where it, it calls it out. Yep. The, well, I guess he did say just Murray at one point, but yeah, it's it's it, it's it's nice to have that. So even if you guys can't really listen, well. it, like I yeah. read it and I'm like, yeah, that's what I got out of it. Like, so it's not like it's really like I think the I, biggest things it can miss is like simple things of like if Joe ever dropped like where we're playing non-conference next year, like that might not get mentioned, but because it's a little nugget versus like an overall talking point of the show, but it's nice I, to have. I got that. I got that. It captured a whole lot of coach speak. Like <laughs> we played good last weekend. We're proud of the guys. Uh, n- uh, opponent next weekend. Very tough. It's going to be a challenge, you know? <laughs> yeah. But it's not wrong. I mean, uh, yeah, I think that's pretty straightforward, and it's, but it's also not surprising that that's what you get out of Jordy either. Right, he's a little more. I think you know he's more polished. I think from a coach speak thing than than Joe is, and and not afraid to just. Give I us just want to know answer. who's training it to spell McGinnis because <laughs> it's wrong, right? Yeah, because McGinnis that's very it's, weird looking. <laughs> yeah, it looks like the the old Marquette basketball coach. I think spelled it that way. Oh, okay. <laughs> there is, um, isn't there like a former NFL player that his name is McGinnis and it's like spelled M C G I N N I S T or something like that, like McGinnis. I don't know. Pretty, I think that's. I always see it and I'm like, that does. That's just not right. Like, oh, there was Willie McGinnis. That it? I think that's him. Yeah, that, isn't it? I think that's how it's spelled. 
uh, M-C-G-I-N-E-S-T. Yep, Willie McGinnis. Yep. Three-time Super Bowl champion. So he was even Patriots. a good player. He was a good player, too. Yeah. Circle back to the football talk. Cool. All right. So <laughs> uh, I think we covered what we wanted to cover for the weekend. Everybody else split other than uh, Lake State, uh, Fair State, and us in Bemidji State. The other uh, two series were splits. Um, so, yeah. So Tech didn't really gain any ground. Oh, they gained one point of ground on uh, two of the teams above them, uh, more from Bemidji and then uh, more from, uh, I can't think of it, uh, Lake State. So so now we play Lake State this weekend. Matt, do you have an update for us on what the Misfits are doing this weekend? Um, I know they're planning. I'm not sure what their final count is. I believe they found a way to get 50 kids there, which nice. should make for some very hilarious viewing at home. Because of uh, Lake State's usually really full, so that should sound quiet. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly why it'll be very Rob, funny. Rob's right? laying on the sarcasm pretty thick there. <laughs> yeah, I think, I think if it'll... you go if you go back far enough, there's a post from uh, from Zach when he went with like one other person and was getting getting stick for out cheering the entire taffy able <laughs> they're not known for their raucous atmosphere over there in the suit i mean for a while i don't know if they still have it but they had a decent student section going for a while but we also have to remember that i think How? they don't have any students that's part of the thing is we have to remember that lake state has one of very few buildings in the ncaa where their uh hockey rink has a higher capacity than the number of students they have on campus so didn't didn't we dig can, into it to see which how many other ones were like that at one point? I think we did at one point. I would but, say CC and Union. Yeah, mate, that that could be. Um, that sounds right, especially CC's old building was bigger, right? Yeah. yeah. Well, may, yeah, maybe the new one isn't, but yeah, yeah. But if if Lake State can get uh ten kids and call it a student section, that is a success for that institution. They do have the best goal horn in college hockey, though. Hands down. I am gonna, <laughs> I am actually going to be there this weekend. I've got a group of like 10 friends that got an Airbnb that is a converted church in the Sioux. <laughs> nice. Yeah, so we're going to go hang out there, meet up with the kids, see what they're up to. They got uh, they got some ice time at a rink. We're going to go hang out there, so that'll be fun. Oh, nice. Yeah, so, yeah especially because I know Diaz just got his skates like this week. Hey, we saw Diaz. We saw Diaz skating down in Grand Rapids, even though he may he may not want to admit it was him (laughs) when he was going around the rink (laughs) where the band was playing. I am never gonna make fun of anybody who wants. He's on the ice. That's awesome. He's on. He got out there, and now he's got he's got his own set of wheels. So I mean, good on him. Next thing you know, what what. What I don't know what year is Diaz in school? Is he a freshman this year? Or? I am, uns- and he's not a freshman. Oh, that not a much. freshman because he right. because he's he's banned from the cowbell. Remember we talked about that? <laughs> oh yeah, sure. So he's, so he's got to be at least a sophomore. Then. No one wanted right. to hear it. Yeah, he's got two more years to get into IM hockey and, and get get the puck skills. <laughs> That's true. We did manage to get Zamatis an IM hockey goal before he graduated. So. He is he is not the first person to be told what he can and cannot do at the arena. it's not well see this isn't what the arena staff this is the organization that told him he's done with the cowbell because he pissed everyone off in allentown because he kept wanting to hit the cowbell and everyone was just over it well i mean i can see that 
sometimes it gets a little obnoxious. <laughs> it's, I mean, that's, I've also been to told an extent, what not that's the to name do the in game. an arena, like set foot on the grounds anymore. <laughs> Speaking of arenas that are bigger than their school, right? <laughs> right, that was one of them. <laughs> Dude, which one was that? I need. I don't know this story. Colorado College. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So when we but, won the playoff series there in 2007, is that right? Sounds right. Did you guys drive seven oh eight something for that? No, oh, me, no, no. me, Bethlehem, Dustin, and um, Rob Green flew out there to go to the the series. Um, I feel like we've told this story, but maybe before you join the podcast. So, like the first game we won, the second game we got a tub full of Pepsi Jazz for free and put it on ice at the hotel and tr- and went to the liquor store to figure <laughs> out what it mixed well with. Pepsi Jazz. What the a, answer what is not much. No, nothing. The extra like, caffeine Pepsi. Like it, it was went, awful. No, it was like I remember. No, it was like raspberry flavored Pepsi and. Well, there's two different flavors, and both of them sucked. One of them went pretty well with like vanilla vodka or something, but that's the bottle that Rob Green chose to chug, so yeah. we couldn't mix it <laughs> with that anymore. Yeah. So we we ran out of that. We ran out of that. So then the third night, Tech wins. We win the playoff series. We try to go down by the locker room to celebrate with the team. And we get told. I don't we, even think it was by the locker room. It was just standing in the concourse. Like, like where we were trying to get toward. Yeah, we were trying to leave. get to where the players come up to leave. And we basically got told you can't see in the building anymore. And Dustin did and not Tim. appreciate that. I didn't. I got kicked out because I was with you. You were also not very happy about the situation. I was, I was not happy, but I didn't. About but it. I didn't call them any vulgar things like you did that got us kicked out. Like Bethlehem got kicked out too and was not allowed back because she was with you. <laughs> so we literally were told that we had to leave the premises, which meant stand across the street from the arena. So for the players to come, like give us high fives, we made them cross the street before they got on their bus so that we could celebrate no. with them. Not necessarily true. What we couldn't be on the grounds, yeah. so I stood. We stood in the street, That's and then right. they so said we, that we, we had to waited go across, across the, street, the street. And I said, and I said, no, this is a public street. I am not on the <laughs> grounds. This is a public street. I'm standing right here next to the curb. <laughs> we didn't have any really re- a response uh, for that. Yeah. So great times in Colorado Springs, where Matub currently lives. Yeah. But they have That's a new so- arena now, so now we we can go back. Yeah. Yeah, I was in the Springs this summer. It was real nice. Yeah, we also drove to the top of Pike's Peak in. Uh, mm-hmm. um, Any of you pass out? Uh, you know, Bethlehem got a little. Bethlehem got a little sick. Uh, yep. Altitude sick. Dustin and I were yep. fine. We actually drove funny. to the top yes. with uh, uh, Husky fans uh, SUV. Right, we borrowed right. her car somehow. I don't know. I don't. Yeah, it was really just remember at the, the airport, detail. and it was just at the airport, and they left the keys under the bumper or something. I don't. Yeah, yeah. Yep. I think I don't remember why, but. We that was available to us, so we used it. That's pretty cool. Are you in the market for insurance? Have your rates for home, auto, boat, or more been increasing way beyond inflation? If so, maybe it's time you spoke with Aaron Piedela and the team at Arcadia Insurance Group, serving Michigan, Minnesota, Wisconsin, Illinois, Indiana, Ohio, and more. Who better to serve you than a former Michigan Tech player? For more information, call 866-511-1069 or go to ArcadiaAgency.com.
Fibke Dental is a general dentistry practice located in downtown Rhinelander, Wisconsin, home of the Hodag. Look online at FibkeDental.com or find them on Facebook. They do pain-free dentistry for kids, adults, people that went to great schools, and people that ended up at Northern Michigan. Stop in and say hi between 8 and 5 and tell them THG sent you. That is F-I-E-B-K-E Dental.com. Um, before we move on to predictions for this weekend, I want to talk about my experience watching a Stonehill game this weekend. Okay. <laughs> okay. All right. <laughs> I have gotten into deep shit in our, the r slash college hockey discord server because I dared to speak about Stonehill and how terrible they are. I watched them play against LIU. I only threw it on for the third period and the game ended up being 10 to nothing. So what I want to point out about Stonehill up front is that their whole school basically got yanked up from D2 to D1, regardless of what that meant for anything regarding infrastructure. They don't seem to have like any real clear plan for success on any front for or any talent. of their teams or talent or any ability to get better. And there's just like no roadmap. So like what's fascinating me so much about this Stonehill team is not the fact that they are historically bad and they are 0-22 right now. Like that's not, that's not, oh, wait, 20, that's Jamie not Russell like, doesn't coach them, does he? Exactly. And the thing, I don't, but like, even <laughs> I the Jamie Russell Jamie. Years, I like Jamie. Jamie. Jamie was cool. Here's I like the thing, Jamie. even in the Jamie years, the, like the Huskies would win games against legitimate division one institutions. Like even if it was only four times, it would happen. The thing is, Stonehill doesn't have a win against a Division Three opponent. They have played a Division Three opponent this year two times and lost. And that is what just like fascinates me so much about this team. Like it's it's like shattering like this image I have in my mind of what Division One hockey should be because we think of it as like the top amateur, if you will, league in North America, and it's not a requirement to be good it's not a requirement to recruit well it's not a requirement to have any kind of game path for success it's just so wild to me why they made this decision as an institution i get that like division one sports to a degree like draws in more money but is it really worth what they're going through like the the joke that i make that really got me in trouble in the r slash college hockey discord is i think they're like college hockey's bishop sycamore you know it I, I read a I read an article last summer and it it's just a completely different situation, but it kind of reminds me of it. Um last year there was a college golf team, a girls women's college golf team that they they just completely unfortunate circumstances, like three players got hurt, like four more players, like for some reason they couldn't play, and like one like had a you know, some other situation couldn't play. And they were down to like three plays, three regular people, golfers on the team that had ever played before. And they needed at least five to compete in the conference championships, or they were kicked out of the conference. Like legitimately, if they didn't compete, they could not be back next year. And so, because they wouldn't have enough sports or something. Cause I know like, Gleak has like you have to play in so many sports to be a member. Well, it was more like 
they needed to participate in enough events within the year in order to be eligible to play the next year for a, a, any given sport. Gotcha. And so they were in this awful predicament. So they basically said anybody that goes to this school that has any interest in trying this, come out and play. So like these two girls that were roommates, like, well, we've never played golf before, but what the hell? We'll try it. We'll go play. We'll go try to play D1 golf. <laughs> and so like within like three days of like the first time they ever swung a golf club, they're playing in like this conference championship because it's just to keep their team alive. And they shot something like 270 strokes a piece and, and, but the team survived, but yeah, kind of a different situation, but it, it, it's yeah, just that, that is wild. But the thing is like, I almost wish there was something like that. But like but there isn't kick Stone Hill's ass into caring about like anything because I guess their football team like had a pulse. They went like five and five. I don't know if it was this past season or like recently, but they at least like had a pulse. But other than that, I heard people alleging that like their track team is full of people that are like uh, of my shape. Like if you were to expect me to like go out there and run hurdles, content. We should take a video of that and put that on YouTube. Follow me around all day. I feel like that could be a fun little thing. <laughs> all right, so let's just parlay that into predictions for this weekend. I feel like um, Stonehill gets swept. <laughs> I don't even know who they're playing. But Stonehill even... gets swept. I'm taking yeah. it first. It's exa- they're like the one team. Like, uh, I'm I'm calling back to all these guests we had when we had Schultzy on here, and he was like, the best part about Division One hockey is that you don't know who's going to win in a given week, even though you know who Alabama's going to. You know, Alabama's going to win in week three before even seeing who they are. You know, Stonehill's going to lose next week, and I don't have any clue what they're playing. We should record a 30-minute, like, uh, Stonehill podcast to do some research and try to be a Stonehill podcast for 30 minutes and put it out there. I'll just start SHG. Stonehill <laughs> Hockey Guide will be an offshoot. <laughs> they are at Lindenwood this weekend. That oh, actually I might be... That I got might, Lindenwood. That's going to be their most competitive game, but Lindenwood is definitely going to win. Do you really think Long Island is that much better than Lindenwood? No, I don't even they're know about that. the same. Yeah. Let me look at the standings here for the independents. Oh, yeah. Long Island's much better. They're 10, 14, and 1, and Lindenwood's 3, 14, and 3. Yes. They're still not fantastic, but they're. My, my guess is Lindenwood's got a little bit more tougher schedule. I mean, they've been playing a lot of good teams, they split with each other. But yeah, Linda Woods played all Western teams. Right. They're playing NCHC and Big Ten teams, and I'm sure Long Island has a lot of Atlantic hockey lower-end ECAC teams. I'm going to go make sure my car's not getting towed real quick. <laughs> Good luck. Man, we could have a whole podcast on just Matt's car. <laughs> yeah, so Lindenwood has two wins over Stonehill, one over Sacred Heart, one over Lindenwood... They beat Simon Fraser in exhibition. They beat Yale. They swept Colgate, and they just swept Stonehill. So, yeah. Where's the... So Long Island is 49th in the pairwise, and Lindenwood is 60th. Go. All right, I've given you guys more and, time. And that's all the pairwise talk we, we have, because there isn't much point in talking about it as a tech fan. Yep. Or a um, CCHA fan, really. I think it's a sweep for tech. I think we got 4-2 first night, 6-3 the second. Matt coming back from checking on his car. No, no, uh, not, not getting towed. Not, We're not good to go. I saw it. I saw it. I saw a uh, tow truck out there. 
but we're good to go. Oh, Jesus Christ. Nick's not going to be happy with us for recording two and a half hours today. No, he's not. And I have, I've even stuck around longer than I usually do. That might be part of our problem. But All right. Um, well, it, it's all about that middle section of the podcast where we talked about cheese pr- production and, uh, and uh, football. Oh, God. Nick's going to want to stab us for that. <laughs> uh, Dustin, what do you think is going to happen this weekend? Lake State sweep. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody's Somebody's changing gotta your do mind it. this week. Somebody's got to do it. I got to keep. I got to keep doing it. Uh, I'm not going. I'm not going for the third option that's missing. I'm with Matt this weekend. We're sweeping. Woo! The wheels on the bus are back. <laughs> they haven't fallen off. <laughs> this is prove me wrong, team. This is definitely the weekend that if they want to get home ice, if they want a chance at the McNaughton Cup, they have to finally get a sweep. Yeah, um, I agree. Because they have to start attacking these teams above them, even though Lake State's doing worse on a points percentage. But still, uh, Michigan Tech should sweep. But I'm going to take the split, and I will call it... uh, But I'll say one of the games goes to overtime, since that seems to be tradition. So I'll say Tech gets another four points this weekend. I have no idea if they'll lose in overtime or shootout. I'm going to guess shootout. Um, Anything else you guys want to talk about? No, well, we I should probably we... talk about golf. We've talked about everything else. <laughs> you already talked about golf, Dustin. I did? Yeah, about the girls team. Oh, I did talk about that. Damn it. <laughs> it's like it's like Dan Patrick's good old one minute soccer talk when he lets Polly or, or Seton talk about soccer for one minute and they get a buzzer as soon as it's up, right? All right, where are we here? One minute remaining in the podcast. All right. Well, that should do it for this episode of the Chasing McNaughton podcast. Please check out our Patreon and join by visiting patreon.com slash Guide. Follow us on Twitter at ChasingMacPod or at Guide. You can submit questions through Twitter, Facebook, or on our Patreon page. I actually did a really good job of posting call for questions everywhere this week. I had it all done on Friday night, even did the, like the prepared tweet, and, and you guys didn't ask a single freaking question, you guys. Come on. <laughs> I, I think part of it is, is you guys just expect us to do a good job these days, but we could really use some questions some weeks anyway to keep us on task. Nobody leads reviews, so whatever. Once again, thanks to our sponsors, Fibke Dental and Rhinelander, Wisconsin. Arcadia Insurance providing you with home auto boat insurance throughout the Midwest and Livonia Technical Services. We'll put a link in this week's liner notes that also includes uh, some Amazon links to our Mike, uh, Mike our old dog's uh, books so you, if you want to check them out you can go there we'll probably update this here soon rob how are you doing on reading that that book one of them it's maybe. going okay i haven't i haven't had much time to read the last couple weeks but i'm getting there and finally thanks to the thank you notes for all the bumpers in this week's episode if you like what you hear check them out at the thank you
You've been listening to the Chasing McNaughton Podcast, presented by Tech Hockey Guide, covering the Michigan Tech Huskies and the CCHA.